Welcome to On the Side with Jackie London, a BS-free podcast where we're talking all things food, nutrition, and wellness to help you build healthier habits that stick. As a registered dietitian, author, journalist, and former clinician turned content creator, I've heard and seen it all. Join me each week as I debunk diet myths, explore the latest wellness trends, and answer all of your pressing listener questions. Plus, we'll hear from a guest who will kick off each interview weekly with a soup to nuts rundown and, okay, sometimes analysis of what they're eating, cooking, ordering in, or where they're dining out with tons of delicious ideas, lots of laughs, and plenty of pro tips in between. The one thing I can actually guarantee, I'll serve up tangible, actionable strategies to help you apply the science behind what works to what works best for you. Listeners, welcome back to another episode of On the Side with me, Jackie London. I am in a big mood today. <laughs> that is because I just finished recording with today's guest, Alexis Perkins. She is the founder of Chair One Fitness, which is an unbelievable fitness program. It's a comprehensive chair exercise program designed for people who have complications standing during a fitness regimen. And I'm just reading from their website just to give you a little background. That includes senior citizens people with balance deficits, injuries, disabilities, or obesity. And it's designed to keep people mobile to ensure that they're remaining progressive in activities of daily living, ADLs, or daily function and or recovery. And basically the program was designed to deliver something that was truly fun and interactive and uplifting while providing a total body workout for anyone and everyone. It's honestly so brilliant. Alexis is pure magic, and you're going to see why in just a moment. But I really learned so much. I feel like anyone who is out there looking for business advice for starting your own business, anyone who is curious about the fitness world and what it means to be an accredited program, there are insights in here for you. I also learned so much about Alexis's transition as a fitness company, how she pivoted during the pandemic and where she is now and how the business has grown. It's honestly, it's just an amazing episode. I think you're going to love it. I'm going to stop talking and let Alexis talk now. So let me know what you think by leaving us a review, a rating. I would say, honestly, I'm a little biased, but I'd say five stars. You know, why not? We're on Spotify, of course, and they also have ratings now. So you can rate us five stars there too. So Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you're listening to this right now, definitely follow the podcast on the side with Jackie London and leave me a review. I would love to hear from you. You can always reach me on Instagram too at Jacqueline London RD. All right, let's get into it. Alexis Perkins. But first let's get to a quick listener question. All right. So my question today was submitted via Instagram and it's an amazing question. It's what are your thoughts on the Octavia diet? And I, in full disclosure, I got the, okay. I got the blessing from the person who submitted this question to, to give my my true, honest feedback as if I would give anything else to you guys. But I mean, I, I did have to, we were sort of going back and forth about the craziness of this diet as, as the question submitter, the lovely person on Instagram who submitted this question mentioned that she is a registered nurse. And so I just want to give a shout out to any healthcare professionals listening right now that yes, there is a lot of crazy shit out there, isn't there? <laughs> 
I mean, there's, there is some crazy shit out there. So let's talk about Octavia. Why is it crazy? First of all, any company that calls their food fuelings upsets me. I mean, right there, you had me at fuelings. You know what I mean? Like food is not just fuel. It can be fuel. But I mean, the idea of something as sad as a fueling uh, just makes me feel upset. It just makes me kind of want to like sit underneath my desk and, and like suck my thumb for a little while. Okay. So basically the main premise of this diet plan is like they have a, the fuelings and then they supplement them with a lean and green meal, which is like a meat, a veggie and a healthy fat. They are essentially relying on what all temporary yet highly restrictive diets rely on, which is an extreme calorie deficit, right? So they're putting you at around 800 to 1,000 calories a day for adults. I want to laugh, but I also want to cry a little bit at that because that that is maybe the amount of calories needed. I I was going to say for a baby, but actually babies need even more than that. They need quite a bit more than that. So really, (laughs) so really no one should be eating this little from a nutritional standpoint to meet energy needs. It's also a pretty like protein heavy and very low in carbs diet plan. So it it probably is in addition to relying on the calorie deficit, it's also probably helping you lose that initial water weight that you lose when you start any kind of low carb plan. It is not a long-term solution to losing that water weight, of course, um, because you basically look at a pretzel when you are doing any type of low carb plan and and you gain back that water weight because water is stored with muscle glycogen. So the second your body starts tapping into muscle glycogen to get glucose for energy, you start to lose that water weight. So here's the thing. I mean, it it is designed. So it also was known for, um, known as Metafast for a while. Octavia was also known as Metafast. I have seen a lot of criticism of the diet as you would expect to see, which is risk of any type of risk associated with any extreme diet. So risk anyone with disordered eating patterns, anyone who would be concerned about not meeting protein energy needs. So hair loss, skin loss, I mean, you know, all of those unpleasant side effects. Also gas, bloating, diarrhea. So that could be an easy side effect. Constipation is another one. But I would say that in general, the idea of doing anything that requires reliance on products. So, right, remember this is fuelings as a part of the Metafast products. It it also is really something that goes a little bit beyond that. So in it kind of reminds me a little bit of Prolon, but it seems to be a slightly, slightly more food-focused program, right? Like, so Prolon has you basically using those powders. Metafast slash Octavia also has you kind of using those powders, aka fuelings, and then you get like an actual food meal that doesn't seem to be much food, that lean and green meal. I think, listen, this is one of those extreme plans that I would just not waste your money on because anything that's that restrictive can only ultimately last for so long. And when you're paying for something that is so restrictive, then the question is how, how long can you sustain both from a financial standpoint and from an energy deficit standpoint. The other thing is that I've heard some kind of rumblings about the the kind of pyramid scheme that's involved in Octavia. And I I feel like I need to apologize for myself in advance just to say that that's a pure rumor. I don't know that that's complete fact, but I I would encourage everyone (laughs) 
to perhaps look into that if you are involved in that and would like to get out. I, I can't personally help you, but I would love for you to seek some help extracting yourself from that situation. But as a general statement, I would say this is not a this is not the kind of foundational Mediterranean pattern of eating that I would encourage anyone who is looking for a weight loss plan to start using, right? Like I, there's a lot of dreams about what it means to jumpstart weight loss or to do something really restrictive just to kick things off. But usually this backfires badly because the second that you reintroduce, let's say carbohydrates, right? Or you reintroduce even just a, a calorie, a, a lower calorie from your original calorie intake dietary plan, you're going to regain some of that weight, right? That's just only normal because this is too much of a deficit in too quick of a time period, right? Like the next day you wake up, you're on Octavia and all of a sudden you're eating 800 calories a day. That's that's honestly, that can be risky. It can also cause another side effect, which would be gallstones or gallbladder disease. So just, I mean, I would never recommend something that has you buying into a promise of weight loss that is long-term when it's so clear that this can only last as long as you can stay on it. And that means both, again, physically and financially. So Never a fan of any type of extreme restriction, but particularly not a fan of an extreme restriction where you wind up eating food and calling it a fueling, and then your one meal of the day slash week is a lean and green meal, which sounds like kind of like reminds me of like a lean cuisine from the 80s, like before they rebranded. I mean, the whole thing. I just, I, I would say no, hard no on Octavia. Appreciate the question. Appreciate the submission. You can always reach me at Jacqueline London RD on Instagram. Stay away from Octavia and other restrictive diets like this one. I think it is just reinforcing the idea of binge and restrict and putting it under this kind of medical sounding terminology that makes it sound fancier than it is. Don't love it. Don't even like it. Avoid it. Call me. And by call me, I mean DM me on Instagram with your nutrition questions at Jacqueline London RD. All right, let's get to our episode. First of all, how are you feeling? Because you did have you did have a recent <laughs> physical injury. What's it like breathing? What <laughs> the breathing is fine, but rib injuries are definitely not fun. Oh my god. I mean, I had one years ago, and even just thinking, even just thinking about this a little bit, I'm feeling it again. I'm like, oh, is yeah. it back? Like I'm <laughs> anyway, how are you doing? How are you? You feel okay. You're feeling yes. good. I love that. Alexis, we have so much to get into today. So I'm hoping that you can tell us a little bit about you by starting with your breakfast. Where are you? Where are you having it? What's going on at your first meal of the day? Um, my first meal of the day is pretty boring. It either, <laughs> I mean, it's because, you know, that's the first start of the day is when it's easier to make good decisions. Uh, totally. So the, <laughs> totally. <laughs> totally. So usually it's probably going to be boring, some boiled egg whites or maybe two pieces of bacon and, and always a coffee. Oh yeah. A lot of coffee. Yeah. A lot of coffee. And so very, very basic in the morning. I feel guilt-free after I have my egg whites, so that's good. But then on the weekend is when I'll splurge a little and, you know, go get a breakfast burger. Ooh. Wait, what is a – what's a breakfast burger? I feel like it's like a cheeseburger, but they put, the, they put the egg on it and <laughs> – That's it. That's it. An egg makes everything right. You can make anything into breakfast as long as there's an egg involved. Honestly. Yeah. Yum. That sounds delicious. Will you make that or are you going somewhere for that? Oh, I go. Okay. I go. Okay. <laughs> go get that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have the skill set. I mean, I can cook, but that I'll go get. 
<laughs> okay, so what else? So what happens after breakfast? What's going on? What are you working on these days? What's a day in the life? Where are we? What about you today? You know, it's funny. I just, I just did a thing on uh, my Instagram. It was last week where I literally documented every single thing that I did that day. And I did not realize how busy I was until I was like, wow, you do a lot. So it can change any given day of the week. So basically, I'm the founder of Chair One Fitness, which is a chair-based dance fitness program for those who have complications standing. So anybody who owns their own business, they know that you are working in the business and on the business and doing everything under the sun. And then usually you'll find me at a Starbucks working. That's that's my office. Okay. I love it. I even have it as a tax write-off because I'm in there like I'm working. Yes. And then I'm also where I got to meet you as the host of We Are Living Healthy. So we get to tape for that, prepare for that. So a day in the life is wake up, take my son to school, go to the gym, come home, eat my boring boiled egg, jump <laughs> jump into work, and then do everything under the sun, go pick up my kid. And then after that, family time, fiance time, cook oh. dinner. I have my, my little dinner calendar on my refrigerator so I know what I'm making in advance. Oh, uh, that is... That is a level of preparation I was not prepared for. Oh my, a dinner calendar. Tell us about this. Yeah, it's like on Sunday, I go to my son, I go to my fiance. What do you guys want this week? Name me something. And if you don't tell me something that you want, I'm going to make whatever I want and I'm not going to deviate from my calendar. Yes. And so I believe like we have what it was, what we had, what did we have? We had cabbage, baked chicken, and then it was lasagna. And then it's something like Salisbury steak or chicken stir fry, whatever it may be. And then Friday is a free for all day. And then the weekend is when mommy goes on strike, but I will still make breakfast. <laughs> so, but I will go on strike every now and then. I'd be like, I'm on strike. But they don't I'm see going on strike. Is it an announced strike or is it a surprise? It's a sneak attack. It's like, I'm, it's, I'm striking. It's announced. So. It's, it's announced. I'm going on strike. Okay. And you guys are going to have to work for yourselves. And I will literally prepare them. Here is a loaf of bread and some Nutella. Leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> and it was funny because one time my son wanted me to do something and I had just ran myself a bath. And I was like, it's time to put me first. This is me first time. This is me first. Unless, unless you're making dinner, you're going to slide it under the door and I can eat it while I'm in the bath. That yes. actually sounds heavenly. I've got to but say. But they love me. So when I they go on do. strike, they leave me alone. Why so that's good. But normally, very prepared. Normally. Listen, I have this mantra that really anything can be a toppings bar if you want it badly enough. And frankly, if you put out that bread and that Nutella, maybe you bring out, I don't know, some sliced, well, you don't slice it yourself. I mean, it's like on a strike day, you're not, slice, you're not slicing it yourself. I, I'd like to imagine that maybe you just pull out a bowl from the fridge and there's like raspberries or some such. I, I don't know. I'll something. something for them, but being that I cook most of the time, I love going on strike. I... <laughs> It's time. <laughs> so, yeah. I love it. I love that so much. I love that so much. How old is your son? He is 15. Wow. Good for him. Yes. Good. So is he driving yet or not quite? Learning. Learning. He's learning right now. He's pretty good, but still, I want to get him nice and practiced up. Right. So, before, like- <laughs> before you strike from that, he's got to be, he's got to be practiced up and he's yes. got to have, so, I would imagine. We're, we're getting him ready. Right. <laughs> You have to forgive you. I say this like I'm from another planet. You have to forgive me because I am a born and raised New Yorker. I made an attempt, I, an attempt. I should give myself a little more credit than that. When I was in college in in Illinois, I got my driver's license largely because I could 
take the test without parallel parking. It's not a requirement yeah. on the Illinois <laughs> state driver's test. Well, that's good. A lot of people from New York don't really know how to drive because there's so much other transportation methods. Exactly. So. Well, I mean, my sister doesn't I have one sister with a license and one sister without a license. So I feel like I feel like I, I'm striking the right balance there between not driving or using that license at all and driving. But but when I when I speak to normal people, as in people from outside of New York, yes. I'm like, what is it? So at 15, does a person drive? Like that that this is literally these are the things going they get their learner's mind. permit right. and then they, I believe it's when they're 16 or they have to have their learner's permit for, I think, six to eight months or something. <sighs> and then they can go on their own. But I know that I definitely want to get mine as prepared as possible because my parents, they were busy working and they did not take the time out to teach me how to drive. So I went to driving school and that's just like two week course, but everybody right. there had been practicing for months with their families. And I was just Rude. fresh. Right. And I barely, barely passed the driving exam. I actually should have failed it. I ran a red light during the test. <laughs> and then I got my license and my parents were like, okay, well, you're good to go. I must have gotten in three accidents my first year because I did not have those driving hours in. Oh and God. so I was like, I'm going to do the opposite with my son. Doubling down. I don't want you being scared like me. I was like this the whole time. <laughs> and so I'm going to be diligent. And actually, it's not even me because I my, my fiance is a great driver and they have guide time. That's great guide oh. time. Yes. Get out. Go for yeah. guide time. Mommy's going on strike. That's his strike time. <laughs> <laughs> That's your strike time. That's amazing. Yes. Wait, so did you, are, where, where does this podcast find you? <laughs> where, Virginia. Where, okay. What part of Virginia? I live in Suffolk, Virginia, which okay. is probably one of our biggest cities. So a lot of times when people think of Suffolk, they think about, you know, country cotton fields way out in the boonies. I don't live in that part. <laughs> I live in the She's cool not part. in that part. No. She's not in the boonies. It, okay. <laughs> it's such a big city. It takes me 30 minutes to drive to that part of Suffolk. So I live in a beautiful place called Harborview, Suffolk, where everything is walking distance mm. and we can ride our bikes to dinner and oh. I can walk to the coffee shop. I love it here. <laughs> meanwhile, I, love it. meanwhile the, I mean, I should just call out the, the fact that I'm in a very, a wool sweater. <laughs> it's May. <laughs> I was going to, I was, I have a sweater almost just like that, that I was going to wear. <laughs> it's not a, it's not a good day here. I mean, we had a little return to winter today. So I'm thinking like, as you said, dry, you, you ride bikes to dinner. That just sounds like the dream. That really sounds like living. It's very, very dream. nice. It is. Oh. That's why it's going to be like, I don't want to move this area. I know I want a bigger home at some point, but uh, everything's walking distance. Totally. Yeah, I mean, you tough. can't, you can't even like the, the walking distance thing I think really is key for just about everything, but particularly for just like being able to say things like, I'm going to go outside for a walk. And I, I really, I know that it's such a unique privilege almost to feel like that you could get anything just from being able to yes. step outside. When right? I tell you, I could, if I literally look out, I live literally, I could walk to three different grocery stores. I could walk. Uh, we have oh probably God. about 25 restaurants we could walk to. 25, um, 25 I restaurants. Could walk to, my, to my dentist. I could walk <laughs> to my doctor's office. Like one time I was literally supposed to go to a doctor's appointment and I accidentally locked my keys in the house and I looked at my watch and I just jogged there. Yeah, that's it. I mean, sometimes you just have to. That's the only way. Good for like, you. Good for so, you. Yeah. Sneakers on. That's mm -hmm. it. So wait a second. I have so many things to talk to you about. Let's go. Got to, wait a minute. We got to talk about your wedding though. 
do you have a, a wedding date? Do you have a plan for this wedding? Yes, we have a, we have a plan. We need, we're trying to finalize it. So after much debate, because yes. we've been engaged for three years, it's just ridiculous. <laughs> the um, pandemic put a wrench in Yes, that. it did. I know. So I believe that we decided that I shouldn't <clears throat> even be, you know, I can let the cat off the bat. Yeah. So we want to do, instead of just a basic, boring, virtual wedding, Yes. We want to kind of have a very well-produced music video style video that it will, and we're going to actually have a lot of it pre-recorded. And so then when we finally release, like tune in to the wedding, we're going to live stream it. And then we're going to do a play off of like, you know, African Kings and Queens and just oh razzle dazzle. I said, why not be extra? Yes. Yes. <laughs> So we'll see how it goes. We already talked to our lovely videographer and he's game. He was like, let's do it. And, um, oh my, okay. So you are taking, this is where your choreography skills are coming. They're true. Like you are like, I am producing. I'm the producer of this wedding. Now I would argue that there are probably plenty of brides out there who are like, I'm the producer of this wedding, but this is taking it to a whole new level. Well, no, it was funny because I was like, it's a production. And then they were like, somebody was like, no, it's a wedding. And I was like, it's a production. <laughs> oh. And I was like, that's what it is. And a I wedding, like, wedding schmetti. Yeah. It's a wedding, but it's also a production. Right. And I love producing things. And so yes. I was thinking, you know, at first we could do traditional wedding, which we may do a traditional small one. I don't know. Right. But uh, that's not the like, focus. <laughs> that's not the focus. <laughs> what happened is that after COVID, prior to COVID, you know, you saw a lot of people, you talked to a lot of people. And then after everything started to die down and it's like, you know what, let's plan this thing. You look back and you're like, who has even called me to say, how are you? 100%. Who has texted me? Who have I hung out with? Who have I communicated with? And you want me to pay for a $65 dinner plate for you? Absolutely not. (laughs) Absolutely not. So that's why I was like, let's let's switch it up. Because then if we have a video, then we have that memory forever. Okay, I can't even tell you. First of all, I'm so excited. I just want to. I just want to make a public service announcement. Now that we're we're recording this for a podcast, this will be a, pub, a public platform on which I can announce. Please, can I be added to the list of people who received yes, this video? Because be, I'm gonna have amped a up big, about it. It's going to be an event. It's going to be live streamed on Facebook, and then nobody can tell me that I didn't invite them. Exactly. So My husband and I got married in December of 2020. <laughs> <laughs> Which in New York was its own unique little child. It was cold. It we had a curfew. We had a state and city mandated curfew. We yeah. had to be done. We also had a human limit of twenty five. I think that actually was stretching it. We had twenty five, but we were I think maybe allowed twenty. Like there were no gaps. So, but it was the best. It was the best, right? But yeah. we did it. It was the best because you're exactly right. Like that's the exact like you want your circle. It's only. How can your circle possibly be more than 20, really? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, uh, like ultimately, you just want the people that you've actually been texting with to say, how are you? How are you? How are you handling? Yeah. How are you living? <laughs> What's going on? Yeah. Like, you know. And it was so, the best for that reason. So I feel like you're doing it perfectly right. And we did. We also had that, like, streaming component because you do that. But then, then you, in theory, get to a, kind of invite way more people. You'll never be on the list of like, oh, well, she didn't invite me to, you know what I, like. Yeah, it's open. And so, and I'm probably, and you know what I thought about this just last week. I don't know why I didn't think about this before. I was like, oh yeah. And when I make the event, cause you know, everybody yeah. wants their wedding gifts. I'll just put up a link to my cash app and say, hey. Venmo me. 
This is my favorite. Yes. Venmo, Cash App, PayPal, you name right. it. <laughs> I have this image of you like on Canva with the like with the the icons like <laughs> PayPal, yes, no Venmo, Zell. Thank you. Right. You know, send us a gift card, total wine. You know, it's like okay. But yeah, so it's I'm perfect. looking forward to to putting that together. I'm I'm looking forward to getting creative and being crazy as always. That's amazing. I mean, well, this really gets us to your true creative self. So let's talk about chair one. I mean, this is an, an amazing thing. And I was telling Alexis before I started, before we started recording that, that I almost even missed this, this calendar invite here because I was getting so into the chair one, your YouTube channel. So we, you got to tell us about it. How did it, how did it start? I mean, it's brilliant. It is brilliant. <laughs> I I love it. Honestly. Um, I did. I never saw it coming. If you would have asked me this a long time ago, do you think that you're going to be starting a company where people sit down in a chair and work out? I would have been like, huh? But what happened is that I was, well, my mother taught aerobics way back. So I was always into like her aerobics classes as a kid. I was sitting back. She had her leg warmers and it was great. My mom was amazing. And my dad was pretty fit too. Mm. And so when I got older, I was like, okay, well, I was in the dance team. That was fun. And then I started to teach Zumba in 2009. And I just loved it. I, I, love, I it. loved it. I became I an instructor. I just loved it. It really is yes. so much fun. Yeah. Anyway. It was awesome. It was mind-blowing at the time. I was really, like, into it. Like, it was like a cult. Like, yeah. I was one of those skittle-bopping people with all my Zumba gear on. <laughs> and I started a, a, a YouTube channel. And I started posting my choreo so I wouldn't forget it. Right. And then as popularity grew, I got invited to go teach in Europe. And I thought, it, I didn't even think it was real at first. I did not think it was real. I was like, you seriously want me to come to Italy to teach Zumba? Yes. And they were like, See. yeah. And then they sent me this. Matter of fact, the first place was France. And I remember they sent me the flyer and it was all in French. I said, oh my gosh, this is really happening. And so I told my job at the time, I was at an advertising agency. I said, I need this time off. And they were like, you just started six months ago. (laughs) And I'm like, no, I need this. I need to go. And so at this time of trying to figure all that out, I was also producer of Fusion Fitness, which was a very local television program here in Virginia, just on the local channel, wherever you see local access, school board meetings, Um, that channel, the boring channel. I still love them dearly. And so we have the show Fusion Fitness. And so I would do my stand-up workouts, not really getting paid anything I did because I loved it. And then I had my YouTube and the next thing you know, I'm flying off to Europe. And then when I came back home, I was like, I don't want to go back to this nine to five. I don't know how to make fitness full time. What the heck do I do? I don't know what to do. So I wrote out in this notebook, all these different ideas of what I could do. And none of them really were perfect. Yeah. And then I was every day when I went to work, I dropped my son off at before school care. Yeah. And I had to get him after school care. And I would cry. As soon as I got back from you, I don't want to go to work. And uh, (laughs) I don't want to drop my son off again. And then I was back for like 10 days and they fired me. No. And (laughs) I was like, huh. And so that what a weird, what a weird thing. Like what a what a gift. What a strange I got fired. Did you have that? Did you were you in the room being like like with the ear to ear smile or were you like trying to you're also like oh I was processing it. I was like, oh my God, what does this mean? And it was like in a movie, they gave me my little box. Right. Right. 
<laughs> I didn't know that was real. And so, uh, so like cardboard box, like here's your cardboard box. We give this to those who were letting go. <laughs> yes. And so I came home and before I went and got my son from school, I came home, put my box down. And then I literally, I dropped down to my knees and I said, God, I don't know what you're doing, but I trust you. Okay. And in that moment, I said, your notebook, your note, shit, I wrote a plan already. And then I grabbed my notebook and it was all about how to get more classes. And I started immediately. So I filed for unemployment and I did not apply for one real job. I literally gave it a hundred percent. And I said, if I don't start making some money before my unemployment is out, I will actually look for a real job. And then within like a month, I was teaching at different senior communities, teaching at night, teaching everywhere. And I was making more than what I was making at that job. And I got asked to teach at an assisted living community, which paid a lot more because it was a specialty. And I didn't know what to do. So I called my grandma and I said, hey, they want me to teach this class in a chair. What music do you like? And I asked her. She gave me all the songs she liked. Called my mom, called my dad. And I created a class. And when I went in there, they loved it. And then that person left their job and they said, will you come over here with me and stay here? Then somebody said, I heard about your class. Can you come teach here? Next thing you know, I'm being booked up for all these chair classes. And then at one point I needed a a sub and I couldn't find one. Fitness instructors didn't know what to do. Right. In that environment. Because, you know, you got people with stroke, dementia. Right. Fitness instructors did not know what to do. And activities professionals, they didn't know how to teach a fitness class. And I'm like, crap, what am I going to do? So at this point, like I said, I still had that uh, TV show. Yeah. We decided to do a chair episode just to see what would happen. Right. And I did it and I forgot about it. And then as I was getting into a groove as an entrepreneur, I happened to check my stats one day on YouTube and the standing episodes had about two to 3,000 views each. The chair episodes had 500,000 with comments underneath. I have arthritis. I have a torn ACL. I do this with my my grandma. I'm obese. And then it was like, ding dong. You should do something. I've like have full body chills. Oh (laughs) my God. It was pretty cool. And so what happened is that uh, a lot of people, if I'm telling a story, I just say right then and there. And then we started chair one fitness. It's actually not how it went. Right. It was, I had the idea and I said, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to do these chair workouts. I'm going to present it on QVC and I'm going to be like that lady who sold the mops and we're going to be great. Joy. Yes. I love that movie. And so I said, yeah. And, um, and then I happened to be connected. So I was like, I got on the phone with a buyer and I remember I had to wait for like this, for this call. And I was so ready. I get to talk to a QVC buyer. We're going to be on QVC. And he said, you have a great idea, but you put the cart before the horse. He was like, QVC is what you do after you've made X amount of dollars. You don't Mm. do it first. You have to flip it. Mm. And I was like, what? He was just like, whenever you have a product, you know, he was like, you have to send us 30,000 units, which is an investment. And if those 30,000 units don't sell, you're screwed. And I was like, okay, I have to rethink this whole thing. I got off the phone and I grabbed a pillow and I cried because my idea that I had was not working. And then I decided. I'm going to start a program. And I sat down at Starbucks and I wrote the Chair One Fitness Instructor Training Manual. (laughs) She went back to HQ. She went to the Starbucks. She was like, this is my headquarters. And here I am. And that's where the ideas happen. That's where the ideas and the caffeine happen. Wait a second. So you wrote an instructor training manual Mm -hmm. at, oh my God. Okay. 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 I wrote the manual and then 
what happened is uh, I wrote the manual. I had the idea. I had the concept. And then it was time to get started. But I was stuck. I was like, what do I do now? Like, I had the idea. What do I do now? And then I had a friend of mine named Jessica. And she had worked with other dance fitness companies. And I was talking to one of my other friends. I'll go and call them out by name, Marquita. And I said, I need a Jessica. I need a Jessica because Jessica knows what to do. Who do I have that's like Jessica? And she said, why don't you call Jessica? (laughs) I said, (laughs) I said, okay. And so literally. All right. I guess. Fair point. Fair point, Marquita. He's a (laughs) wizard at doing things. And so she helped get everything off the ground. She trained me on everything and just really, really was played a pivotal position. I'm talking about website, business papers, things like that. I worked on the creative stuff, the logo, the choreography, the trainings, everything like that. And that was three years ago. And so since then, we trained about a thousand instructors. We're in 45 states and eight countries. And it's been fun. It's been so fun. It's a lot of work, but every time I get stressed out, every time I get overwhelmed, like I was really overwhelmed one day. I had a to-do list that was heavy. And I said to myself, while I was teaching my class, because I do still teach classes. Yes. And I said to myself, Alexis, you are tired. You are worn out. You are overwhelmed. But you are doing what you love. Look at where you are right now. You're sitting in a classroom teaching a bunch of golden girls and having a good time. (laughs) And then after you're done teaching this, you have to go log on to take We Are Living Healthy. Or even today. Well, girl, your ribs hurt. But you get to be on a coffee jacket. I how lucky am I? Like, you know, so it is overwhelming. It is a lot of work, but you know, as yes. soon as you remember the blessings on blessings on blessings, then you remember it's not so cool. bad. The first thing I'm thinking of that I would, I would love to hear more about, if not for every listener, if then just personally for me, because I, I have found myself in this position so much since starting my own thing too, which is that I feel like we are very similar in that we feel like we're we're the maybe even if it's not the in my case necessarily the creative side it, it's at least the the sort of like I call it the vision the vision the the vision yeah. and then the doing the thing the whatever the product is you're doing the thing so like I'm doing the nutrition for example yeah. <laughs> I'm doing the nutrition right so like then you forget that the only way that anyone knows that you're doing the nutrition is to have a whole other arm, right? Like this whole other side that is your, like the, like you mentioned the website, you mentioned the, the marketing materials, the yeah. getting the instructor training manual together and then distributing it and getting out, getting the word out there. That yeah. is the part that I feel like, how brilliant are you for knowing so early that you, that you were like, wait a second, I can't do a hundred. This is, I need a Jessica. <laughs> yeah, it was. I mean, I think, I think a lot of people aren't humble enough to ask for help. Right. And I do, but I, I think I learned that lesson because I used to own my own studio. Yeah. And it was uh, Body by Alexis, it was a dance fitness studio. It was really fun. We had really good vibes in there. We were there for three years. It was awesome. And then I will say again, this is like one of those like heavenly things. So I had I had the studio, and then I also was still doing this event in Hampton Roads called the Love Fest. And we had over like a thousand of some people come to this thing, over a hundred instructors. It was amazing. Wow. And then in 2019, I decided, I think this is going to be the last love fest. And they were like, oh my God, why? And I said, I don't know why. I just have a feeling. I have a feeling that this dance fitness thing is peaking a little bit. 
you know, just like Tybo did, just like Jazzercise did. Everything peaks. And I said, I think that we've peaked and I want to go out on top. And so I said, and and I said, I want to use this as an advertising opportunity. And we're going to call it the finale, which means that everybody in the mom is going to come because they know it's the last one. And I said, so we we had a thousand people in the past for the finale. I want 2000 people. And we did it. And then that was the last love fest. And that was in 2019. A few months after that, I was at the studio. And when you think about being a business owner, this is why it makes me laugh. Whenever somebody has a brick and mortar, um, you want to be excited. (laughs) Oh my God, congratulations. You own your own spot. Yes. And then I will say that, but in the back of my mind, I'll never forget this. Alexis, we're out of toilet paper. The heat isn't working. Um, Alexis, um, I think I saw a spider in the bathroom. Alexis, I went to clean the bathroom and somebody left menstrual stuff on the toilet. Oh no. You had, I had to be everything. Right. You had a light bulb, you had a sweep, you had to call the AC people. And I said, if I got one more person who asked me to toilet paper, I'm gonna punch a wall. (laughs) And so. You're like, if if one more person asked me for toilet paper, I'm taking Tybo with Billy. Right. Right. Yes. (laughs) Because it's like nobody, nobody tells you that up front. Everybody's right. so busy saying congratulations. They don't tell you that you are not only the owner, the operator, the face, but you're the maintenance man, the cleaning crew. Right. You're everything. And so I was doing it and I loved the people. I loved it. I loved everything about it. But something said, Alexis, do you want to continue? Do you want to stop? And yeah. I said, I think I want to focus on chair one. I think that's where I want my focus to be. Yeah. And then I left the studio and then boom, 2020 hit. I got out right on time. <laughs> it was almost like a prophecy. The toilet paper was like a little, it's like a little prophecy. Being like, yeah, <laughs> I was we're like, out no, of toilet paper. Not. Little did you know, the whole country would be going, where's the toilet paper? In just a few yeah, short I know, months. And they were really looking for the toilet paper. And so I just think that like, it was really cool that it happened that way because if I would have been planning the love fest, I would have taken a big hit right. at that time because the love fest usually happened in, March, April. And that's when COVID really struck. And so I was very, very thankful, but the preparation from owning the studio is what prepped me for knowing, okay, you don't have to get the toilet paper, but you still have all the other things to do. So like on any given day, now I do have a team now right? that I have, because I am not good. Understanding what you're not good at is good. I am not good at customer service. (laughs) I cannot handle a nasty email. And I remember when I first got kicked off of customer service emails, somebody sent us a message or whatever. It was very nasty. And I remember I was like, oh, like you could have just asked. Like, why do you have to be a right. about it? And so I told them, I remember I ended the email with, I suggest you go stand in the sun to warm your cold heart. Have a nice day. <laughs> <laughs> and then after that, the team was like, you're off. You're off customer service emails going forward. The team was like, respectfully, thank you for this job, but get the fuck off the email. <laughs> yes, I was like, I'm out. And so I really, I, I do struggle with, with that. So knowing your, your strength zones and your weak zones is definitely good because I'm not good at if somebody comes at me like, cancel my effing subscription. This is your first email to us. Like, right. you could have But you could have just you? said, or you could have just said, this is what I'm struggling with, perhaps maybe as a step one, but I, I'm totally, it's also so impossible. Like chair one is your baby. I mean, like it's your brilliance come to life. So it's very hard to have any kind to receive something like that and then be like, wait a second, but I am the product. I really can't be in charge. 
just customer well, I mean, there's so many moving parts. And I think that right. many people, like I said, they don't see that. Like even with, even with what you do, it's just kind of like, okay, so what you have a product. Well, how are you going to market it? Right. Okay. So now you have to get with like, I think on our team, what we have, okay. So there's the running of the website itself. Then there's graphic design right. then there's social media. Then there's retail. And then there's the running of the store and then there's shipping and then there's presentations and there's conferences right. and then there's member portal launches and there's choreography, production days, you name it. And it's wow. so many moving parts. It's like a little orchestra, you know? Totally. But a lot of people miss that. And so I know I do business coaching as well, which I love, but I always tell people before you hop on a call with me, you have to be ready to actually hear the truth because I could tell you, yeah, shoot for stars. But right. most people don't realize the work. I had somebody ask me, I think I want to start my own business. I said, I know you. <laughs> I know that I don't think you have the grit that it's going to take. Oh, and she's I, fierce. Good for yeah, you. I, I, I mean, because you know, it's hard. Yes. And you have to push, you know? Oh, and, it's um, a boulder up a mountain every day. <laughs> it's yes. A boulder up so Mount Everest. Like, yeah. Yeah. So I do love doing the, the business strategy calls, but somebody <laughs> has to actually be be ready to hear the the truth. Like I had somebody where they were doing music and I looked at their page and there was nothing with them doing music. And I said, it looks like you're selling hats. All I see <laughs> you is a bunch of fittings. I was like, what are you doing? And so I love the business side, but a lot of people, like I said, don't realize the work that goes into it, finding the right verbiage, wording oh. and everything else like, like that. All the way down to like, you know, all the to-do. Yes, a hundred percent. Oh my God, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. Wait a second. There's this other component that I feel like is another huge thing because I saw this on your website and and now I'm like, wait a second, this is its own beast, which is the certifications, right? So, yeah. so to do the training, there's a certain number of like qualifications that Chair One meets in order to be considered yeah, we're amazing. But yeah, so with Chair One Fitness, the first side is the instructor training side. So just like if you were to take a yoga class, that instructor right. had to be trained. So therefore, right. we certify people to become Chair One Fitness instructors. That's one whole side of what we do. And with the instructor training side, our entire program is pre-approved with two national fitness associations, which is AFA right. and NASM or National Academy of Sports Medicine. We also have two for recreational therapists like the NCTRC. We have one for dementia practitioners and we have oh. two for activities professionals who are those people who work in the senior community. Yeah. So it's really cool how we bridge the gap between all the different fields. And so they, so we are accredited and they can get CEUs for those. And we're also pre-approved in Canada, uh, New Zealand, and we just got approved for Australia. That's not even on the website right now, oh but we God. just got that the other day. <laughs> so that's the whole instructor training side. And then we have our 30 minute workout. So if somebody does not have an instructor in their area, yeah. they can literally log on to our 30 minute workouts and we have them all pre-recorded and fancy because I like production. I like and that they, too. <laughs> so we have different do. playlists, like 60s, 70s, 80s. We just <laughs> produced, so it's not out yet, but we just produced Icons, which is like the Michael Jackson, Prince oh Madonna. God. And then we have the Golden Girls, which is like Tootie Fruity and Great Balls of Fire. Oh. And my favorite one was These Boots Are Made for Walking. Loved um, that song. Still love that song. 30 minute workouts. And those are perfect for somebody who's at home, somebody who's obese and wants to get started, mm. a caregiver, and you want your yeah. family member or loved one to move. Or if you work at a senior community and you want something to play over the television because you don't have a live instructor yet. Right. Yeah. So we have that whole side. So it's two different sides, instructors and our 30 minute workouts, which is direct to consumer. And I think my, my favorite thing out of all the hats that I have to wear with chair one is probably 
the presentations of choreography and, and production day, those are, those are fun. That is, well, that is entirely unsurprising. I mean, I've got to, <laughs> I, mean, I mean, that sounds like it's, that's got to be your wheelhouse, right? I mean, like when you're, yeah. what, so what is the process like when you're choreographing? Like, are you in a room by yourself? You're like, I got my favorite chair. Does it start with a playlist? Like, where do we, where do we begin this? How do I start? Most of the time it'll start with a song that I like. Right. And then sometimes it'll be like, if I have like a playlist in mind, I know like the one that we just released, the Adele, that yes. one, I was teetering the fence. Cause I was like, I love this song, but is it too slow? Is it going to be boring? But I love this song. I and love then it so much. I loved it. And so then I, I just got finished teaching class one day and we had to get ready for a production weekend. So I just sat my chair down in front of a mirror. I said, all right, let's just play the song and let's see what your body does naturally. Just see if it does something. And so then I sat down and literally that choreography came together in like three minutes. It was, I was thankful because sometimes it takes longer because we take a lot of time because ADLs are hidden in all of our choreography. So like, for example, we have one song that we do all the time called Cheerleader and the move is, do you need me? Do you think I'm pretty? And we make it seem all sassy, right. but when you really think about it, we need to do this to do our hair. We need to do this to put on a shirt. Yes. We need to have that, just that mobility in your rotator cuff to be able to do so. So we make everything fun, but we know all the physical benefits and things like that. Like we may have a fun song where we lift and touch the bottom of our, or our ankle. But why is that important? Because if somebody put wants to shoes. tie their shoe, put their socks on, cut their own toenails. So everything's hidden in it. And we take a lot of time doing that. I know I listen to the songs. I listen to the lyrics. I'll go back and watch old videos of what they did. Like when we just recently did a uh, Tutti Free, I looked at the old, old, old videos, black and white. Wow. And, Tutti Frutti, oh, yes. Rudy. and I was like, okay, they all have this kind of jivey kind of thing. How can we do this? So it ended up me just kicking my arm up here, putting this hand here. Like I had a dance partner and it was Tutti Frutti. <laughs> oh, but what did that actually do? That worked your obliques, yes. right? It went tutti fruity. Oh, Rudy. And my students had a blast. They were in there like, wee. <laughs> <laughs> and so, so yeah, it's a combination of just selecting good music, trying to keep the authenticity of the song and then, or the genre of the song. Right. And then also incorporating those ADLs inside of it. We want to have fun, but we want it to be, we put the fun and functional, I guess you could say. We put the fun in functional. That's everything. That's everything right there. <laughs> but yes, I know like in the other videos, like we have uh, Jorge who does a lot of our choreography. He's hilarious. If you watch his videos, he did New Attitude and he has all the sassy old broads laughing constantly. And then, yeah, my mom, my dad, and my son have been in videos. My son was borderline forced. So <laughs> he's 15. So of course, you know, he didn't want to do it, but it was actually, it was Will. It was a Christmas choreo. That's what it was. It was oh. our Christmas choreo. And my mom was here. And it was supposed to be my mom and Will. And then Will went to work and got a concussion. No. And then it was, we take tomorrow. <laughs> and then my mom was like, well, Noah, that's my son. Aren't you going to be? In nope. nope. No, I'm not. I'm no, thank it. you. I'm doing it. <laughs> and then it was like, Noah, nope. Noah, nope. And then finally, finally. He sat down to learn the choreography, but I need to hold that. It, like, I'm glad we have it recorded because forever in time, my son danced with me with a Christmas hat on his head <laughs> when he was oh. 15. Everything about that is, everything about that is magical because now you have a video, now at his wedding, 
you will have this projected up. <laughs> yes. No, I remember when he was like six, we had a Fusion Fit Kids episode and he was in that too. <sighs> My son has the attention span of a goldfish. So while we're trying to take the video, he's patting me on the butt, talking about mommy. I'm like, so it was nice to see him come now, but I will have lots of videos to show. Do you okay. have a full, you're, you're like, I'm working on that montage. Maybe it's his 18th birthday. Maybe it's 21st birthday. Then he'll, he'll presumably be having a number of cocktails before he has to actually sit down and watch himself dancing <laughs> with various yeah. hats. You know, sons are so cool. I mean, when he was younger, he would just dance with me, no problem. But then puberty hits and he's like, no, that's no not way. cool. I'm not doing that. He, calls, he tells me that I'm lame. He had to tell me what no cap meant. What does that mean? I, what does that mean? Cat, okay, wait, wait, cat. <laughs> cat is like, you're lying. No cap is, I'm telling you the truth, okay? So like if I were to say something like, no cap, I got eight dogs, no cap. I'm probably still saying it really wrong. So anybody who's watching this, don't judge me. But yeah, so cap, so cap is a lie. So like, let's just say you were to say something that was like totally bogus. It's not like, right. cap. Right. Oh. I'm still, pr- don't, don't say it. Cause you're going to sound just as lame. Yeah. As no, I, I am not even, not even going to attempt <laughs> it. But, just- but yes, he at least told me what it meant. So therefore when I was listening, I could know what it meant. So cap is lie. No cap is telling the truth. Something yeah. like that. Okay. I'm, I'm t- no, Noah, no, <laughs> Noah, help us be less old. So but I really am so blown away by all of this. I can't even tell you how meaningful it is, but I also really think that we got to go back to hearing a little bit about the tra- the pandemic transition because what I can't get over is the timing of this that was totally fortuitous. So so you knew you were onto something. You're working on this chair, the, the entire concept behind chair one. And then all of a sudden, the entire world was sitting in front of the computer on a chair. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we were doing well before right. they hit. And then um, it's funny because, you know, Facebook memories will let you see everything that you posted. Right. So literally like a week earlier in the year, I had posted, I'm so excited. And we had like 16 cities that we were supposed to be flying out to to wow. conduct trainings. And they were everywhere. And I was like, yes, because you're going to be in New York, in Georgia, right. Oklahoma. And I was like, this is what we worked for. We secured all these trainings. And then... March happened and it was, um, cause we were only doing in-person trainings at this time. And so when it hit the first call I got was for one of my senior communities, which was, right. we're not allowing any outsiders to come in today. Try back next week. We didn't know it was going to be a year. <laughs> I said, okay. And then the next thing I got another call from another senior community. You don't teach class. They, okay. But I'm still thinking about my trainings, you know? Right. And then next thing you know, one of our hosts called us and said, Hey, our state is shutting down. And I said, what the heck is happening? And then all of them, boom, 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 within like a day were canceled. So then what happened is that I was like, okay, okay. I mean, I'll probably be back open in a week, whatever. But then it it started, you started to realize it's not. So then the next day I was like, you know what? I can still go work. I'm going to go to Starbucks and get organized. She's back at the Starbucks. There she is, HQ. I did. I went to Starbucks and they had a sign on the door no. that said, due to COVID. I said, oh, I know that where moment. am I supposed oh. to go? Right. So I came home and then, <laughs> I car. and then I woke up the next day. Oh. What was I supposed to do? Right. I had nothing to do. Right. I had no plan. I couldn't go. 
So I opened up my mini fridge, which only has two things in it, bottled water and wine. And those, was, those are the only two things you really need in a mini fridge, let's yes. be honest. Okay. And it was like six something in the morning. And I opened it up. <laughs> I said, I ain't got nothing to do. And so I literally drank the bottle of wine. I drank until I dropped. And then I slept. And then I woke up and I did it again. And then I did that the next day. Right. Okay. Yes. And then on day three, on day three, <laughs> I woke up and I said, not today. We're having a plan. I'm making water. a plan today. First making water. A plan. Yes. And so then I called Jessica and I said, gotta call we're Jessica. going digital. Yes. She said, what? I said, we're going digital and we're going digital now. Yeah. And then it was like, I said, we need to recreate the training to make it virtual. Right. And we literally sat through and like, well, during this part of the training, we normally play a game. So how are we going to do that virtually? Well, right. during this part, we normally do this. How are we right. going to do that virtually? And then it was, where are we going to conduct the training? So luckily, I, I became a member at a co-working space. Wow. And they were still allowing people in there. And then we had started book it. And the next thing you know, we launched. And then it took oh us less God. than a month. And then they were sold out, sold out, sold out, sold out. People were stuck at home. They had no Right. And that is how we expanded so fast because we went virtual. So then about yeah. a month into that, those trainings are long. It's an eight hour day. So it's a lot yeah. of content. It's a lot of talking. So right. I said, my throat hurts. Right. And I said, what if we create an online course, yes. pre-record all the modules. And then that way, anybody anywhere can take it without time zone restrictions. So it would be like a Saturday, we mm. conduct a training. Sunday, I was right back there with production, <laughs> wow. recording all the different things. And then we had a new question. How do you run a game with an online course? Because now that's different from right. Zoom. And so we figured it out. Like, it was really cool. I asked my videographer, can you create a... Right. Uh, like a like a Price is Right wheel. Can you do that? Yes. He was like, yeah. I said, can you create like a casino visual? He was like, yeah. And I said, we got the game. <laughs> and then we launched the we launched the online course. And then because now it was accessible, that's when we started getting people from Ireland, Africa, everywhere wow. else because of that. So the pandemic catapulted us ahead. And then we thought, oh, great, we tackled this hurdle. We can do anything until we hit our next hurdle, which was things are opening back up. 50% mm. of people want in person. 50% of people want to be virtual. How are we going to swing this? We thought that yeah. just overcoming the pandemic was a thing. And now you got right. people who are mixed. Right. So right. we're still figuring all of that out. So that's why we currently offer all three options. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. What's the, wait, so yeah, the one is in person. One's virtual. Yeah. What, what's the third? The pre-recorded one. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. Wow. So, so they can either take it in their state if we're going to be there. Right. Uh, which our next one, I believe, is in uh, Georgia in July. And then uh -huh. if not, they can take our one-day live Zoom, which is great because it's one day you're in and out. But our training is really fun. It's packed full of information, but we had to make it fun because... I didn't want to be bored. And then we have the online course so you can take it at your own pace. Mm -hmm. Alexis, what's blowing my mind about this is that I honestly, like before this moment, I was fully sure that like chair one was like an, a concept in your mind that's, that then came out because of the pandemic. Like, because it is the perfect like virtual 
business model almost oh, for, the, for the demographic <laughs> that you're that you're ultimately reaching who may or may not but then it didn't even occur to me that the instructors themselves would would obviously require all of this that you wouldn't have necessarily had in place this is unreal i can't yeah. believe that i can't believe yeah, that it's a, I mean, a lot of fun. You're like, I feel like we had a lot of fun, but I'm exhausted. I could use that wine from the mini fridge. Where is it? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah I could. Whoa. <laughs> so, but it's, it's a lot of fun just to, you know, pivot. In, yeah. And But I have to say, it's really, it, it is exhausting and it, yeah. it comes with a lot of things. But I think that for people who want to do something big, and you're probably already aware of this, it's never easy. It's, never it's easy. like, just because you jump one hurdle, there's going to be another one. Oh yeah. And that's the way <laughs> that it is. It's like, well, dang, you know? And so I think that that's the, the one thing that for people who are trying to get started doing the thing and that I, I believe the most successful people are probably just the most resilient. Yeah. You know, a lot of people said, oh, I can't do anything because it's COVID. Now it's like, what can I do in spite of COVID? I think that's always my question. What can I do in right. spite of that? Or what can I do anyway? I don't know. Let's figure it out. Well, one, well, a thousand percent. And that's the whole beauty of the actual classes. And it's like, even if you can't walk, I mean, what can you do if you can't walk? You can do this class. Oh, I love taking people's excuses away. Right. And, but again, that was a brain blower for me when I found right. out. It was only through people's comments that I was right. able to learn that. Cause I originally thought that it was just for like seniors. Right. And then I learned that it was like, like I said, we had people who were calling us and messaging us who were obese or we right. had, um, somebody who they had vertigo and right. they had complications standing. So they had to stay seated. Somebody else had a pelvic organ floor prolapse. And right. of course, uh, Oh, and then one that was a stunner, which was great here locally. Um, like I said, we had that TV show. A friend of yeah. mine worked at a place called Versability, which is, it ensures the employment and quality of life for those with developmental disabilities like Down wow. syndrome and autism. And one day she asked me to come by. Like, can you come by for lunch one day? Sure. And she snuck me in through the back. I didn't know what she was doing. And on the big TV, they had my show. And it was like 20 people with Down syndrome and autism working out. And it caught their attention, which is great because, you know, shorter attention spans yeah. are there. And they benefited from it greatly and then when they turned around they're like oh my god she came out of the tv (laughs) but (laughs) but yeah but so when when we realized that it covers this whole spectrum even if it's like military users uh kids who are going through chemotherapy whatever it may be and then even if you look at our videos our our crew everybody has something like my dad had back surgery my mom had a knee replacement um, Lynn is up there who had a hip replacement. Wow. We have Sandra who had an autoimmune disease, which is why she's in a wheelchair. We have Miss Maddie who's up there and she, uh, she's so funny. She's like 80 something. <laughs> she's a river snapper. But everybody kind of has something all the way from being plus size right. to, you know, you name it. And, and so it made me feel good that even within our production that we could make and allow people yeah. of all abilities to feel like rock stars. So when they come onto the set, like they know, you know, it's good. We're going to have a good time and we get to highlight them. And so it's, it's really, I don't know. I just, I, I love it. What is, first of all, what is not, there is just so much to love about it. And, and if anyone is listening, being like, I don't know if it's a workout, if it's in a oh, chair, that's I, what I, I, I my, thank uh, you. That's I don't what have I my watch now. No, I got my, you get a good calorie <laughs> burn. You do. Right. And every time I go teach my classes, I meet my ring. You know, like if you have an Apple watch, how you yeah. got your fitness ring. 
And so, yeah, and I think that we've seen people, depending on if they're taking a high intensity or a low intensity version of the class, because we have both, we've had people burn up to 400 calories in, it was a 55 minute class. And in the 30 minute class, I usually burn about 175. That's a lot. I mean, it's a lot. It's a lot for any type of activity. That's like the comparable to any type of walking or, or even like a slow running exercise, wouldn't it be? I mean, I mean, mean, it obviously depends on the person, but like, yeah, it's caloric expenditure at the end of the day. Right. Which is the whole thing. And it's a place to start for anyone who's just starting. That's the really exciting part is that there is this naturally baked in component to the whole system, which is that it's just that much fun. And it doesn't really matter where you're coming from at at level of physical ability because it's just fun, right? Like, and then that's what you really want it to be. So that people can come back. I like teaching it. Yeah. And, and I'll say, as far as what you were saying for any, for any like ability level, if you're just getting started, being that I taught fitness classes for so long, the other thing, which this probably only relates to fitness instructors, I'm not sure. But the one thing that I liked for me personally was when I was teaching my Zumba classes, I always wondered, well, what's my what's next? I can't do this forever. I can't. Because I would jump around like crazy girls, spin around. (laughs) I started getting, you know, ankle injuries and things like that. And they kept telling me it was overusage injuries, overusage, because I had a really good time when I taught. But then every time I had an injury, I couldn't teach. And so one time I had a bursitis in my ankle. Oh, God. Overusage injury. And they put me in a boot. And I had to sub out all of my high intensity classes. But during the day, I walked right into the senior community, took off my boot, put on a sneaker, taught class, put my boot back on and walked out. And that made me feel good. And the reason why is because with the other stuff, I knew I couldn't do it forever. Right. This, even being like the CEO, I can be, I can be like Colonel Sanders. I can be (laughs) the face of the company. So I'm wrinkled up (laughs) and I'll still be legit. And so I like that. Like, oh, this doesn't expire, you know? It's that so true. So, like, so for instructors, having longevity in the field is great. Having something that you can teach, earn revenue, and do it long term yeah. without the wear and tear on your body. Remember I said it was overusage yes. injuries, right? I'm not getting an overusage injury in right. my chair in this class, but I get to go teach. Even with my ribs hurting, I can go teach. It's like... When you said when you said the ADLs are built in and then you put your arms up, I held my breath for a moment. But you're so right. You're you're so right. I mean, the it's so true. The longevity is baked in, but it's also forever evolving in the best possible way. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm hoping that we have a long run. I know my ultimate goal is for it to be the number one chair-based dance fitness program in the world. Why not? Why not? And so that's what I want. That's what I really, really want. Or even if it's, you know, even if it's just up there in the ranks, because a lot of times when the first thing you think about with any kind of wellness program, you think about silver sneakers or yeah. you possibly think about Zumba gold or something like that. Right. And I just want to be up in the ranks with them or, or above. <laughs> I, I think you're going far above. This has endless opportunity and potential. And I'm so excited for you. And I'm so excited for everything that is to come from this. I mean, I just think it's such a beautiful thing to hear the whole story and to hear how you got started. But I also think it's such a beautiful thing, what you said about learning from the comments and also like what, like what was the sort of gems in there? Are there any other ones? I know we, we, I have to let you go soon, but are there any other ones that you can share 
with us that you felt like, oh, wow, that really, that knocked my socks off. Like, I can't believe someone said that, that really changed how I approach this. But like in a, not in a, I'm bringing out my customer service hat kind of way. No, <laughs> okay, we actually, right. um, we had gotten uh, a letter from somebody and she was actually an instructor wow. and it was a long one. So I'm not going to read it, even though the easiest <laughs> me to pull up, but I cried when I read it the first time. She basically said that she was an instructor and that she was happy to teach, excited to teach, and she was teaching. And then she got, a, I believe, a heel spur or something like uh-huh. that. And she said that she was injured. So in her class, she, as an instructor, you have access to our 30-minute workouts. So she was like, I played that for them while I was down. And I was really happy to have those videos. And she said, but something recently happened. Her and her family got into a car accident and her son-in-law died. Oh and the kids and the mom were very badly injured. And she said, so we're all at the house. We're all trying to recuperate. And she was like, I was feeling so depressed and so sad. And then I thought to myself, what could I do? She was like, so I just decided I was going to pull up a chair one workout and I was going to do it. She was like, I was by myself, but not for long because my grandkids started to do the moves from their room. That full circle moment was crazy for me. Like I was like, what? And then we had gotten another message. It was a cancellation. This was the most beautiful cancellation we ever got. So this guy messages us and he says, I need to cancel my subscription to your 30 minute workouts. But before I cancel, I need to tell you why. My mom uh, was 93. She just passed. She did your workouts all the time and it made her smile and it made her move. And I'm so thankful that she was able to smile and move, but she did pass. So I'm canceling my subscription but I just wanted you to know you made my mom happy and she enjoyed you and your child and your team. And Ooh, I was like, again, oh. yeah. Like, I mean, who gets a cancellation like that? Like I was, uh, ooh, I, you know, yeah, it's just so, it's just so powerful. And it also shows you like, I think it just shows how we hear words like exercise and fitness and, and workout and gains. Oh my God. Like I can't, <laughs> but like, look, right. Like we hear those words and we think that they mean something different from what so much of what you're doing is like showing by, by actually doing it, which is that it's really about connection, right? Like it's really, fitness is just about connection, not only to yourself and to other people, but also to just like the experience. Like as long as you're having fun, you're connected to, to something bigger than you. I just think there's just something so powerful and so meaningful in that. And the fact that it brought a family together too, I just love that the most. All right. It, it, it excites me. So it's the best. <laughs> so, all right. So you got it. So we, I got to ask you this before we leave each other, which is let's say Elon called you and he was like, Alexis, I want you to come and teach chair one with me in uh, the space station. I want you to go in the, the, <laughs> I want you to go in the rocket with me and we're going to do chair one in space. And you're like, okay, I gotta prep for I gotta prep for space, but I gotta have a great day of meals before I leave to go to space. Where are we going? What are we having? What are we eating? What's what's on the menu? What's what's happening on that menu? I know my favorite meal. I know my favorite meal. I know where I get it from. It's beautiful. Okay. It is from, I mean, I only had one bad experience at this place, but every (laughs) other experience was 110. (laughs) Only one bad experience. But other than that, they're 110 all the time. Okay, I even wrote them a letter after that. Oh my god! (laughs) I'm gonna. I'm starting to write more letters. By the way, after this podcast episode, I'm gonna write a number of letters. Strongly worded letter. Yes. Um. But yes, my favorite place is actually Bird and Baldwin. 
and it is in Norfolk, Virginia. Okay. All right. And it is just amazing. All right. And so what I would get, I always start off with the she crab soup because they have the large chunks of crab in there, which oh, you don't yeah. find very often. No, you do and not. I will get the surf and turf, which is they have the most delicious steak. I always get a ribeye because it has the fat yes. and, you know, fat makes it nice and juicy. Yes. And I always get it medium. And then I'm also going to get it with the lobster and I'm going to be very unhealthy and put butter on top of it. And then it'll be with the mashed potatoes because they're phenomenal and possibly either broccoli or asparagus, depending on which one. Maybe. And I'll always have a Godfather when I go there, which is a beautiful drink. And it is, I believe it's Maker's Mark. Two shots of the cognac, one shot of amaretto, and then it's a twisted orange zest where they pop the zest out with a Luxardo cherry, very specific cherry. And it is the most delicious drink ever. Wait a second, and you that- gotta go through the ingredients again. I'm sorry. It's wait, it's what? <laughs> cognac, it's strong, I believe, amaretto. I believe two, yeah, two parts cognac. I think I used okay. mine with Mark when I did it at the house. Okay. One part. Amaretto says three shots. Okay. And then a the Luxardo cherry and then the orange zest. It's so good. I now only get it from Burn Ball because fun fact, I used to be a bartender. Oh, but, oh she wears many so, hats. <laughs> so I I one time I said, This drink is so good, I can make it at home. Yes. And then I I had to order the cherries. But the thing Where is, they it's come so from? good. Where do they come from? I, I order from Amazon. <laughs> and who doesn't order from Amazon? But if you have more than two of those drinks, you will hit the floor. So I said, I don't need to make this at home. I will have it when I go to Burton Baldwin because yes. that drink is strong and good and will knock you out. That's the thing. I mean, strong can be great on its own. Good can be can be good on its own. But you put them together, it's a little bit of like it's called a it's called a coma. <laughs> yeah, and it was. Like it was like just... <laughs> and I'm down. And I'm down. What about a dessert? Is there a dessert there? I had their creme brulee before, and it's Ooh. divine. Whoa. It's divine. Yeah. Whoa. So that's my spot. So she crab soup, surf and turf, mashed potatoes, godfather, creme brulee. Yeah, it's good. It's I good. And then normally the steaks are so big that you can't finish it. So I put it in my to-go box, and then the next day I chop it up, and then I put it in a taco. Oh, yes. I mean, <laughs> that's how it's done. That's how it's done. All right. Now, this is really my last question. Because we've mentioned it a number of times and we didn't get it. What is your Starbucks order? <laughs> I Starbucks order. Oh, I feel first like we would foremost. be remiss. We would be remiss not to I already ask. went today. I already went today. Good for you. And uh, yes, it is a grande iced coffee with no classic, instead hazelnut and cream. I love it. I, I, so, Alexis, this you've yes. made my day on so many levels. I can't even <laughs> tell you. You've made my week, really. Where I'm just glad we were able to connect. This is the great. I'm so glad that this has happened. I'm so glad that we've met. Where can people find you if they want to learn more about Chair One? If they want to learn more about you, where where do we go? I'm easy. I'm like a <laughs> I'm like an internet hoe. I guess you can just find me through Google. <laughs> if you were to just look up Alexis Perkins, it usually pops up. But then there's also if they're interested in Chair One Fitness, it's chair like sitting down in a chair. One like O N E fitness.com. So we got the name because all you need is one chair and we want to be the number one chair-based fitness program. So why not? So chair one fitness or Alexis Perkins, or if they're on Instagram, it's I am King Alexis. I love that. And yeah. So a lot of people ask me why I didn't choose queen, but I said, who's better than a queen? Exactly. That's it. Right. Uh, So yeah. Number one. 
King Alexis on Instagram. I was tempted to change the name once, but I said, nah. no. No. <laughs> it's yeah, beautiful. Alexis, this was the best. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It I'm is so glad we could do this. <laughs> Thanks so much for tuning in today to this episode of On the Side with Jackie London. If you enjoyed today's episode, please snap a screenshot of your podcast app on your phone, post it to your Instagram stories, and tag me at JacquelineLondonRD to let me know your favorite takeaway from any part of the episode. If you're loving the show, if there's a topic you'd love to hear more about or a guest you'd love to listen to here, I'd absolutely love to hear from you. You can scroll down on your podcast app to where it says ratings and reviews and rate this one five stars, of course, and share your feedback. Your words might just be what the next person needs to tune in and start feeling more empowered and living better, one meal or snack at a time. Of course, be sure to follow On The Side wherever you get your podcasts to ensure you won't miss out on any episodes. And remember to check us out. Check out the Q&A deep dive on the On The Side YouTube channel. This show is produced and edited by Elizabeth Evans Media Productions. I'm your host and executive producer, Jacqueline London. Keep in mind that any advice provided on this podcast is based off of my clinical judgment and application of research and practice as a registered dietitian, and it should not take the place of medical advice from your own personal physician. Until next time, cheers.